This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com. And I don't even know how to bring this show in if I'm being perfectly honest with you, because this show's going to be kind of all over the place. We're just kind of just winging it. We're just kind of got a lot of things to talk about. Um, Some stuff happened very recently that we need to talk about desperately. And some other stuff that uh, we might just – we have some in-depth discussion. We might do some games. Who knows? If you're just going to be along for the ride, we are going to discover it as we discover it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, before we get into it, of course, introductions are in order. My name is Ben, and joining me it is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Zach Arnold. Zach, what in the world's going on with you? Oh, man, that's a, that's a really involved question. How much time have you got? I got all night, like literally. <laughs> oh, dude, 2021 is shaping up to be a really interesting year. That's a kind of a interesting word to use. It's a very interesting word, and this is going to be an interesting show. This might be how we like promote <laughs> this episode. Tune into a very interesting episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition. Who knows? IPC number three... 17 interesting <laughs> the interesting peace coalition podcast <laughs> that's right i made the pun before stephen could nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but i mean i i feel like it's it's worth it to be a little introspective sometimes mm-hmm. and let the world know what's going on outside of our podcasting days you know, we'll we'll come together on a Friday sometimes and, and we'll talk about some TV show or some movie or, you know, some piece of Star Wars news that happened or something like that. And then, you know, we're on for two hours and then we go back to our life for the whole other six days and 22 hours out of the week, you know, and sometimes we give some insights as to what's going on, but maybe not like the big picture. So, um I think I would hope that part of what we can get done tonight is kind of let people know what kind of stuff we do outside of IPC, you know, kind of yeah. like a like a bigger picture, you know, what's going on when we're not on the air kind of thing, like a, a day in the life almost. Inside like, the podcaster's studio. Right, exactly. Inside our homes, inside our lives a little bit. I think that's one thing that people have always appreciated about our show to begin with is the transparency, you know, like we we give a lot of really positive reviews of things. Obviously, it's Intergalactic Peace Coalition, but there are times where we can be brutally honest about something and be like, that wasn't very good. And there there can be other times where we're like, yeah, things are kind of crazy right now. So we've we've got to. 
we've got to bring in somebody like Jake Damon to help us out with the show sometimes. And right. you know, that was a really, really fun year that he was with us. And, uh, you know, he, he's part of the IPC family now because of that. And so, you know, I thought it'd be cool to take a look at what's going on in our families and maybe take a look at what's going on in Wanda Maximoff's family because <laughs> crap really hit the fan in episode five, my man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so people complained about the first couple episodes being really, really slow. I do not hear such complaints anymore, sir. Okay, so let's just let's just put this out there. We need to talk about this episode. We're not going to spend all night about it. We're, we're saving it, most of this discussion, for later in the season when we can discuss the full season of WandaVision. But holy crap, this episode freaking blew my mind. Mm. Um, and if, if you have not seen it, if you're, if you're waiting, I will put time codes in the description um, to, you know, to... So if you guys need some time, you can skip over this little discussion. We're not going to spend too much time on it, but there is something that we have to spoil. We have to talk about it, and we cannot not talk about this. Right. It's, um, it's too hard to, like, jump around this particular piece of conversation, so you're just going to have to jump around us because this is going to be a full-on spoiler that, that happened in Episode 5, so – if you haven't watched episode five of the first season of WandaVision yet, you need to go and see it now because, um, yeah, we're about to spoil the heck out of it. This is our spoiler warning. We keep saying the word spoiler. So if you haven't figured out that we're talking spoilers yet, you know, I'm just going to keep saying spoiler once or twice more so that you know that this is a spoiler alert. And <laughs> you need to be aware that there are about to be spoilers talking about WandaVision. It's a spoiler. We've given you like 30 seconds of 30 spoiler alerts. Um, so if you haven't turned off your, your podcast, what are you doing? I mean, you absolutely deserve the spoiler. So, okay. Freaking Quicksilver. The, not that Quicksilver, but the Fox X-Men Quicksilver. Evan Peters <laughs> is in the MCU. He's in this show. What the actual hell just happened? <laughs> I love the line that Darcy gives where she's like, she recast. <laughs> so perfect. It's like it fits so well with how everything went. Like, like just a couple episodes ago, she was mourning the loss of, of her brother from the MCU. And then the next thing, you know, Evan Peters shows up and it's like, Oh, Hey, I remember you. You're the better Quicksilver anyways. And he comes in and he's like, oh, how's it going, Popsicle? Like, and it just <laughs> establishes the fact that this is not like Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver in Evan Peters' body. This is the this is the actual Quicksilver. He doesn't know Vision. He's never met any of these people. He's right. just here, and he's part of the system, and she's, like, somehow manifested him into existence— you can tell she's confused, but she's like, oh, okay, Petro, okay, I'll, I'll roll with this. Um, and the whole, you know, is she controlling this? Is she not controlling this? Is a whole nother discussion, even though it appears that she is. Um, it's just, it blows the door wide open for, like, what this could mean for, like, the future of the MCU. Technically speaking, 
mutants exist in the MCU now because he yep. is a mutant. We have mutants yep. now. They exist. Yep. And if he walks out of the thing, he exists in this universe because they've already established that everything in there is real. Yep. It's not a fabrication. It's not an illusion. It is absolutely real. He's a real person. It, it's it's very it's very real. Um and and what what's weird is we saw vision you know, unlock somebody's consciousness at the workplace. And and that in itself was really creepy. But um, what I can't help but wonder is if Evan Peters, you know, has had some things kind of rearranged a little bit. It doesn't seem likely because she was confused by the doorbell ringing. Like, that wasn't something that she orchestrated. So now the possibility comes in that the hex itself is a portal into the multiverse. Like whatever it is that she has created here, it's not just a a reality separate from humanity's reality, but it's also like it's also potentially a means of getting into other dimensions themselves. Because don't forget that Wanda is scheduled to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Right. So not only are we going to get Wanda Maximoff in WandaVision, but Elizabeth Olsen is supposed to be a, a pretty important character in Multiverse of Madness as well. Like the, these two are supposed to directly tie into one another. And the theory is these two things are also going to tie into a multiverse complex that goes on in Spider-Man 3. So, right. like, all of these are supposed to be, like, part of this next phase of Marvel. And the really cool thing is we're only five episodes into this. There was, there was a very subtle reference about a certain aerospace engineer who might be able to help us with something like this. And now people are speculating that we could end up getting the Fantastic Four into this series as well by the end of the season. It's like, it's like the Mandalorian all over again. When you see, like, Bo-Katan and Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker show up, you're like, okay, there's nothing is impossible. Like, you know, this show can do anything. Now freaking Evan Peters shows up in the show. It's like, okay, I get what you're saying, WandaVision. Literally anything can happen here. So, right. like, like you're, you're talking about, like, his, his father is the Michael Fassbender Magneto. Like, yeah. that's real. Like, he is that character from the thing. Here's another thing. I'll blow your mind even more. The last time we saw that character, Quicksilver, was in X-Men Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix takes place in the 90s, the same time period as this TV show. Oh, my. So basically, they're just porting him over, and it may even be planned. It may be an accident, but it could be planned that, like, he's just showing up here. Like, that's because this is his era. Because this is where he belongs. I really... No, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm telling you, the more you think about it, it's like, oh, my God, what What are they, you know, is it... Are we going to see, you know, Fassbender? And, and you know, I'm, are we going to get Patrick Stewart? Are we going to get, you know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Like, wh what could happen? I don't know if we'll get Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but I would certainly hope for Patrick Stewart. I would expect Fastbender. If if we're getting Peters, I would expect Fastbender. Yeah. Like that could be the big drop that happens in the season finale or something. But here's what's so crazy and like 
I wouldn't call it life altering, but just franchise altering moment in the MCU is, you know, we had been talking for months, if not over a year about how Fox was going to integrate their stuff. 20th Century Studios was going to integrate their stuff into the MCU. Mm-hmm. There was plenty of speculation about the who who the first person to show up would be. I did not even have Peters on my radar. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I know that we had lost our MCU Quicksilver, and it, I, I just thought that it would be a cop-out to bring Peters over that easily. But the way that they did it was so seamless and flawless and and extremely character driven and very well written that it just it blew my mind. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you did. You saw the video that I posted like. As soon oh, as I saw it. I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I was also just uh, slightly intoxicated when I watched this episode. Not so much that I was completely out of it. But enough that you could see my pupils dilated a little bit in the video. <laughs> but let me see. Let me see if I can if I can get it to to, to play here. Um, no, no, no. Go back. Go back. Go back. Uh, here we go. Excuse me. What? <laughs> what? Popsicle? This is huge. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That is amazing. I think that was everyone. You represented everyone there. (laughs) Well, if I represented everyone, then why weren't people retweeting the heck out of the video? It's only got like 80 views on Twitter. Well, I've I've not been on Twitter, so I, I can't retweet it. But I will. I will. I promise. (laughs) <laughs> Our friend Jake was like, I see you watched Zombies again. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I literally used the WandaVision hashtag on my video post. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. There's our there's our there's our regular Zombies reference. At least we got that knocked out in the first at few le- minutes. At least one per week, probably. So uh, uh, yeah, it has to be. It yeah, has to absolutely. Be part of the show now but uh well okay this i'm just i'm in awe i'm in awe of the show what it's doing and we're only like you know halfway through and it's crazy because there's nine episodes right eight or nine of course i'm hearing now somebody is speculating that there could be a bonus episode that they're not advertising oh that would make sense because nine felt like a really weird number to set it on so like, maybe we'll get to the end, and I'll be like, oh, surprise, there's more episode coming. Oh, what and if they dropped a ninth and a tenth the same week, back-to-back? Back? <laughs> like, instead of a post credit scene, it would be a post credits episode. <laughs> so, like, midnight, Western time rolls around, and then, like, 1 a.m., it's like, oh, hey, here's another one. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, just, okay. I'm so, so excited. So do you do you expect to see Reed Richards at some point in this season? I'm not sure. I think I think we're gonna heard something casting wise. They if they look, I'm not gonna rule anything out because Evan Peters showing up, that's just 
you know, that proves that anything is possible. But I feel like we heard something. But if they manage to cast any of the Fantastic Four, Sue Storm, Reed Richards, any of those guys, and put them in this show, I it would probably kill me and kill a lot of people from heart attacks. Um, and I will be it's so impressed by their secrecy because you know this is you know i i don't know i'm i'm expecting maybe some more familiar people will show up i think dr strange is going to show up at some point um i would i would think like logically speaking because they 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 because wanda is just like made it clear to them like hey okay i'm doing this i know what i'm doing leave me alone i would think you would bring in like one of her friends get one of the avengers on the phone like get clint Someone who has personal connection to him, to her, oh. and to to try to you know talk her down from this. Oh. Um, of course, of course, I think the the real villain here, and maybe this is a spoiler, but uh, I think uh, uh, Agnes is is your is your villain. I think she ultimately is in control here, but she's setting Wanda up to be the the bad guy. I think she's going to be branded a bad guy after this. She's going to be the Scarlet Witch. She's going to be the bad person, and she's going to have to deal with that for a while. If there was anybody that could pull that off, it would totally be Catherine Hahn. She, I'm telling you, she. Look at the scene in the beginning. She walks in. She's like, "Oh, you want to do that again? Like, you want to you want to roll that back? Like, she's in on it. She knows what's going on. She's right. not being controlled. She is just playing along." Right, right. She knows that it's set to be like a show, and she did that, like that questioning of you want to go from the top, deliberately in front of Vision. And she and she shows up every time that like you know they they get the dog, and she shows up in the doghouse, and then like she doesn't like and and she... Vision keeps getting wise to it. He's like, how convenient that the neighbor shows up with exactly what we need. Right, and she's not amazed at all by Wanda's powers. Wanda just does things in front of her, and she's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, she's not amazed at all. Like, she is in on it. She is setting Wanda up. I think, my whole thing is, I think she might be, I think there was some trickery going on when Wanda went outside the thing and, 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 and threatened them all. I think that might have been, like, Agnes in disguise, like, playing Wanda to make them think she's the villain. So that would make her a shapeshifter then. I mean, she could be a witch, maybe even more powerful than Wanda. Could she be a witch or could she be a scroll maybe? Maybe. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing I've heard. Agatha Harkness is a character, is a witch character in Marvel Comics. And someone pointed out that you take Agatha Harkness and you can make Agatha Harkness Agnes... Maybe Ag- she's playing Ag- Agatha Harkness. That's the she. It's because Agatha Harkness. Because we've already established that all the character names of the people in the show are not their real names. They're playing parts. So Agnes okay. is not her real name. She's someone else. Interesting. Mind blown. Interesting. I mean, oh. this this could either sound like complete just nonsense in a few weeks when we actually see the thing or right or right on. that's 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 always- why we're gonna wait to talk about this when it's over because we can actually have all the facts 
That's always the danger of doing mid-season discussions. Is like, oh well, turns out we were way wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I like being wrong. It makes me feel like I'm investing my time in a TV show properly when they are, you know, consistently and properly blowing my mind. That was always one of my favorite things about watching the 100. You remember the 100? Oh, God, I love that show. Oh, my gosh, it went so far off the deep end. <laughs> I didn't even watch the final season because all of the diehards that I was with, like that I was watching with and all of the the fan groups and stuff that I was a part of, as the the final season kept unfolding, people were like, that's it. I'm done. Wow. I was like, really? You made it this far, and now you left. They pulled That's... like a, pulled a Game of Thrones. They pissed people oh. off right at the end. Oh, so disappointing. I actually was okay with how Game of Thrones ended up. Like for all of the flack that it got, there were still some really good things that happened in those final two seasons. And I think a lot of people just got butthurt because it didn't go the way they wanted it to go. I think that happens a lot more than people want to admit. That yeah. people have these set things. I'm not saying that there wasn't problems. I don't have an opinion on Game of Thrones because I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to judge anyone. But I think watch they're... it. You like watching. You like watching women get naked for no reason on TV, don't you? Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> don't, don't sell me. Don't sell me too short. Uh, um, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. No judgment. No judgment. But <laughs> uh, yeah, one day I will. I promise. And then I'll, I'll give my opinion finally on when it'll be irre- absolutely irrelevant. No one will care. Well, it took you a while to get around to Lord of the Rings, too. So we probably need to give you that same amount of time for Game of Thrones. Like, Well, and, and like everything new that I watch, like I'm always trying to plan around, OK, how can we do this for IPC? Like, how can I? have a reaction to it like i can't waste this first time reaction i gotta i gotta make good content out of it Mm -hmm. yeah well whenever that happens i know several people that are going to want to actually hear your opinions on game of thrones i know that there are people like waiting to hear benjamin hart's review of game of thrones i just need to come on this show one time and just act like i've watched it and then just (laughs) proceed to just rip it apart tell how horrible it is and then i'll be burned at the stake as a witch, which brings yeah. us back to the idea that Wanda is not yet the Scarlet Witch, but she's very, very close to obtaining that title. Right. And Scarlet Witch isn't a hero title. It's a villain title. Right. And at once this show is going to end with her being a bad guy. And she's oh. going to have to Doctor Strange is going to have to help her, like, fix what this show breaks. Well, and what's interesting is there's already those seeds of resentment being built in this episode specifically. The whole idea of, you know, she's taken a whole town hostage. We would consider this an act of terror. Like, S.W.O.R.D. even thinks that she's committing atrocities and needs to be dealt with. They freaking tried to kill her in this episode. Right, and also, you know, you get the feeling that they're that her and Vision are not going to get their happily ever after because, oh, like, you're promptly setting up the fact that Vision apparently had a will and didn't want to be revived or used as a weapon, and uh, here we go, Wanda disrespected him and did it and brought him back to life, and and you know, if we're if taken at face value, used him and didn't tell him and lied to him. 
and now he's pissed about it. He knows what's going on, so that's going to be something well, between them if he comes he back. He knows something's wrong, but he also knows that he doesn't remember anything before Westview. Right, right. But he's he's not part of the illusion. He's just kind of living in it, and he's kind of maybe under her spell a little bit. But this episode, he's like, okay, I see what's going on here. Like, I love the scene where he's like, okay, I talked to you know the guy in my office, and I, I, I got him without your spell. Like, she, he is fully confronting him. And now the show throws her brother into it, she throws Pietro into it mm-hmm. as like a decoy. Now they got to deal with this problem. They can't focus on the argument that Wanda and Vision had. It's thing, but it's almost like the show itself has a a personality to it that it's trying to think. Maybe it's Wanda, maybe not. Maybe she was lying when she said that she wasn't creating that. Who knows? Maybe it's subconscious for her. I don't know. This show is so damn confusing. And that's what I love about it. <laughs> I adore this show. I'm loving it so much. Oh my gosh. Uh I guess we need to mark the time index so that people know when they can come back. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get it down in the code. So, guys, you can come back now. It's Everything's fine. Spoilers are gone. We're, we're going to throw them away, and uh, we'll give you guys a chance to actually watch the show for yourself because you really don't want to be spoiled. Go watch it as soon as possible because you will get spoiled. You're going to go online and see some stuff you're not going <sighs> to see. So go watch it. Go get Disney+. Plus. Watch it. The episodes aren't that long, and there's not that many of them. So go enjoy this show. It's amazing. Okay, you know what else I found on Disney Plus recently that I am quite enjoying? Mm-hmm. Jim Henson Productions Dinosaurs. Really? I didn't know Jim Henson made that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like the, it's like the, the, the animatronics and the puppet work of like Muppets or the Dark Crystal blended with something like the honeymooners. Wow. But, wow, that that's a weird. <laughs> but but also with like hints of like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Of course, because dinosaurs. Because, because they're dinosaurs. But like they they've got all of these these jokes about um like how they are mightier than man and how man is like overrunning the planet and the episode I just watched, they actually got a caveman and had it as a pet for the episode. <laughs> oh my god! They had like a, they had like an actual human running around the set with all of these giant puppet animatronic dinosaurs, and like oh my god. and like the human was in caveman clothing and like bringing the patriarch his slippers and stuff. Like they're completely <laughs> domesticated dinosaurs who are like living and working and having families and stuff, and they keep humans as pets. It's the weirdest thing. It's, that is amazing. It is so it's so meta and existential that it's just it's hilarious. <laughs> and it, it's like you can see classic sitcom tropes in there, but always with some sort of a clever dinosaur twist on it. Like um, one of the episodes, they had a teenage son who was um, uh, experimenting with plants. Oh, it, it was obviously like a drug double entendre, like a marijuana double. Entendre. <laughs> of course it is experimenting with plants, but it's because he's a carnivore and they thought that he might be trying to turn into an herbivore. Interesting. So like it has those types of classic sitcom trope messages, 
but it's all puppeteered and like animal suit dinosaurs. It's so funny. That's crazy. And you know, hence, uh, you know, they're gonna have a lot of hints and stuff on there because uh, they're putting the Muppet Show on Disney Plus pretty soon. They are. I think it's coming out this month or early next month. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. All to four or five that. seasons of that, where you get to realize that I actually am just one of the old men in the balcony making fun of <laughs> as it goes by. The older you get, the more relatable those guys are. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Like, our friend Steven Schinder was posting in the chat asking us, is this going to be a Caillou episode? And my first thought was, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, yep, I'm just, I'm turning old. I'm just, I'm just getting old. Because this year, I'll be 28 this summer. Wow. And what are you, turning 29 in April? Uh, yeah, I'm turning 29. Oh, God. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. One away from the big 3-0. That's crazy. Don't remind me. <laughs> Freaking getting old, oh, guys. It, it's It's for real. Can't stop it. I'm sure, you've got plenty of relatives that are doing all the reminding for you. Yeah, that'll that'll be happening pretty soon. Pretty uh, soon. Of course, I look like I'm I'm 15 still, so uh, <laughs> I'm still getting the whole. Uh, what grade are you in? <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh, I don't even know what to say at this point. I, jeez, I'm. Mm, let me think. I did the 12 there, and then I got the bachelor, so that's 16, 17. I guess since grad school is technically supposed to only take two years, I guess that makes me in 18th grade. <laughs> oh, I would totally use that if I was in college. <laughs> I would totally do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm in 18th grade, bitch. Deal with it. <laughs> you better believe it. What? I didn't know they went that high. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that that's what that's what's really fun when you're like with little kids and they're like, "Oh, I'm in second grade." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in 18th grade." And they're like, "There's that many grades?" You got a long <laughs> way to go. You're not even halfway there, kid. <laughs> Dude, I have been in a college class setting of one type or another for the last decade. That's crazy. Ten years. I graduated high school in 2012, but I I was doing dual credit classes my junior and senior year. So that started in 2011. And here we are in 2021, and I'm still in college! Still here. Ugh. Nothing's changed. Ugh. Except everything's changed. And that's the thing, is like, we were talking about this off the air, but like we started this program IPC back in 2014. Yeah. yeah. And I went back and looked at like my Facebook posts and my time hop and stuff. And if you go back and look at stuff from 2014, the person I was in 2014 is nowhere near like the person that I am today. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And, I, and, you know, not that we're like tuning our own horn, but like a lot's changed. Oh. We have changed yeah. like the it's not just us changing like the world around us has changed and changed us in turn. 
and just the experiences and the things that I've done and like just it's just insane and like stuff that's happened to me. <laughs> it's just like, uh, where's the time been? How did I get here? Mm-hmm. What am I even doing here? Like even going back farther, like sitting here right now doing this podcast is something that like unfathomable would have been to a younger self, younger version of me. Like I, I grew up as an introvert extremely shy kid that would never even think of doing anything like this. And now I'm sitting here talking to you guys, which is awesome. And you, you know, I'm completely changed as a person. You want to hear something else that's really crazy? Uh-huh. Um we are not too far away from this podcast accruing a total of twenty seven thousand listens on Podbean. Talk about unfathomable. That is crazy. We are currently, according to the app that I'm looking at right now, we are currently sitting at twenty six eight twenty nine. And that again, it's like, how did this happen? How did me and you get together and do a podcast? And many, 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 many thousands of people, (laughs) or at the very least, many hundreds of people spent many, many thousands of times listening to us talk. How is that even possible? Right, right. Well, okay, here's, here's a way to humble it out for us just a little bit. If we made it a very even distribution... Then, you know, take that 26, 8, 29 and divide it by the 316 episodes that we've done. This is 317. If you divide it by that 316, then that's only 85 people per episode. Okay. Hey, it's like putting into like, because people will like, oh, that doesn't sound like a whole lot. You know, when you you go to YouTube and like videos have like millions of views. But like if you had a podcast, a live podcast, which I know it's not a good idea right now in in this world we live in. But under normal circumstances, you have a normal podcast in a room. You have 85 people show up. That would be amazing. (laughs) A great turnout. Like that would be a great turnout at a celebration panel. Like that's enough to like. You know, actually have applause at the end and actually be real applause, Aww. not two people just, you know, doing their thing. Oh, actual applause. I don't think I've ever been applauded for like that. No, I don't. Now you got me thinking. I want to have 85 people over at my house now. Well, you know, we're just going to have to work on the <clears throat> IPC live show. It's just going to have to happen eventually. One of these days, buddy. One of these days. But, I mean, I guess I guess now's as good a time as any to bring this up. Mm-hmm. With the evolution of the program mm-hmm. and the evolution of the of the people that host the program, sometimes there comes a time where you have to take a look at what you're doing and see if it needs to be done a little bit differently. Yeah. And you and I talked about this off air at length. Like this wasn't something that we discussed lightly. Um, We're looking at maybe some format changes here at IPC. And it has nothing to do with having a lack of interest in the program. Like our passion for doing this show is still here by a wide margin. The 
problem is having the time to actually do it. It gets hectic sometimes. Like, life is a crazy thing, man. Grad school is not easy. Working a nine-to-five is not easy. Managing social media for an up-and-coming media conglomerate is not easy. And you and I are both doing, you know, pretty awesome, pretty big things right now that require our attention more than things used to. And that's okay, because that means we're doing really big, really cool stuff. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, well, like, like we talked a little bit before the show, it's like, you know, we both just love doing the show so much. And it's not just like, hey, it's, you know, let's hang out and talk for a bit with my buddy. Mm-hmm. It's also an escape from the real world for a little bit. Oh. You know, I think we all we all need that. You know, hopefully this is for you guys, something a little a bit of an escape, something you can just turn on and, and listen to us talk and Hopefully forget about whatever problems you're dealing with or whatever stresses you out for a little bit. It's definitely that way for us because, you know, I can just kind of crawl up in a little bubble here and, you know, not think about the really stressfully long, hard work day that I just went through and, and just kind of enjoy myself for a little bit and just talk about whatever we want to talk about. And yep. so we want to keep the show going. You know, you know, there's nothing I, I, I would be, you know, devastated to think of any scenario where we just have to stop doing the show altogether um because that's not going to happen at least as far as we have anything to say about it i I have anything to say about it right so you know if it takes you know changing things turning things around you know you know doing things different changing our schedule whatever that's whatever whatever happens I, i think you guys are with us a lot of you have uh definitely been there with us from the beginning and you know you're gonna stay with us and well, at least I hope you do. And you know you're loyal. And whatever we do, I think you're gonna you're gonna hopefully come along with us and 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 be along for the ride. Um, and we'll we'll try not to change as little as possible because you know obviously we want to keep you guys came to know this show as one thing, and you know we're gonna keep doing it as best we can thing. Yep. But you know also some things could change, things could thing. But just you know bear with us and stick with us, and uh, we'll 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 keep pumping some content in your ear holes as much as we can and giving you some stuff. And, you know, I, I, there's so many things, you know, this show, this show itself has helped me grow as a person. There's stuff in, you know, just podcasting in general, editing, whatever that I would not have done if it hadn't been for the show and having to produce this show every single week. And so I am indebted to IPC and you guys for helping me grow as a person and also, not just all the fun I've had, but all the growth I've had and all the stuff that I've been able to do. Um, and I want to keep doing that. want to keep chugging along and keep doing this and keep having fun and keep coming back here, you know, even if it's not every week. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what we've arrived at because, like, there have been times and, and – Again, we mentioned this off the air, but we'll mention it again on the air. There were times over the last couple of months where we weren't exactly sure what both of us had seen recently enough to be able to get on the air and talk about it. I don't know if you guys know this, but we don't talk a lot outside this show. <laughs> I mean, every every day or every other day for a little bit, but I mean, it's not like we're in constant conversation. Well, well, I mean, well, as far as like vocal conversation, like we chat. Oh like, yeah, 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 mo- yeah. Like 
when we are talking now, this is us. This is this is you know this is this is what we're doing here. You know, this is our our normal conversation. Uh, we're just you know we just have a we thankfully have a time every week to sit down. <laughs> And, you know, discuss things and talk about what we want to talk about. And, you know, getting some time outside that is often hard. And oh, especially yeah. planning the show, it can be very, very hard. Well, I mean, there were several episodes where we weren't exactly sure what to talk about. So we just ended up talking about the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Right. Because we knew with certainty that both of us had seen that and we knew that we could talk about it and provide quality content talking about it. But there may be sometimes where I'm watching a show like Dinosaurs and it's not even on Ben's radar <laughs> or or Ben may be trying to, you know, gut things out with the Flash when I gave up on it four seasons ago. You no, know, it's not going to happen. I'm not watching that show anymore. <laughs> Bad example. I apologize. But, you know, there may be something that that you have have sunk your teeth into that I haven't sunk mine into and vice versa. And no matter how much I try and get you to watch something like Avatar The Last Airbender or Bob's Burgers, you know, sometimes we just don't have the same schedule as far as being able to watch stuff outside of what we've been doing. We had been very successful at it for the last six years, mm-hmm. you know, from from 2014 through 2019 into 2020, when all hell broke loose, we had been very good about. Oh, I'm seeing Blade Runner before Friday. Don't worry. Oh, I'm seeing it tonight. So don't worry. Like, like we would make sure that we were taking care of business before the podcast. But now with all of the life circumstances that we've got going on, who knows if we're going to get to see a show in time? Who knows if we're going to get to see a movie in time? Like somewhere in this early uh, year schedule we had talked in December about potentially doing a uh, Camp Cretaceous episode right. and you know I saw it but somebody else hasn't caught up <laughs> yet and so you know somewhere down the line we're going to do a, a Camp Cretaceous roundtable discussion but we got to make sure that everybody's on the same page for it first and so with that being said we are looking at the possibility of changing things around with this program as far as how many episodes we're doing on a regular basis. We're still going to be consistent. And and that's the thing is for years we've been the epitome of consistency. Only taking off when, you know, maybe somebody's out of town or when it's Thanksgiving or New Year's or something like that. Like other than something like that, we've always been pumping out content yeah like i don't think there are very many podcasts as consistent as we have been some will take entire months off or entire weeks off in between quote-unquote seasons and there's just nothing going on until the new stuff comes out we are always there we're always around and we're still planning on being around just possibly every two weeks instead of every week yeah and and you know that's you know it's kind of a a you know a happy medium for us and hopefully for you guys you know so we can kind of keep the show going and keep doing it on a regular basis but also give us some breathing room schedule wise 
um, because, as you said, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Like, uh, for example, Culture Slate is a thing that uh, is a new job, mm-hmm. uh, and it really is a job that I've taken on recently. Um, and I won't go into too many details. All I will say is it's quite possibly, it just hit me, it's probably one of the biggest things I've ever done in my life, like generally. It's a massive thing. It's taking a lot of time, and a, there is an army's worth of work to do, and uh, I'm basically by myself right now. So um, it's basically just me, and uh, it still needs to be done. So, you know, I, I sometimes I have to pick, and like I tell you, you know, before the show, like I had to pick this week between doing some culture slate stuff, culture slate stuff that was important, or editing IPC, and I had to pick culture slate for uh, at least a couple days. So, you know, it happens. But, you know, I, I, I love doing this show. I love editing this show. I love putting it out to you guys. I love hearing your feedback. You know, still keep doing that. But, you know, maybe do it less often so we can have some breathing room and, and you know, we come back. Two weeks from now, hopefully we can do Camp Cretaceous, have some good guests, give you guys some really good stuff. So hopefully what will happen is we'll give you, you know, an episode maybe less often, but it will be worth the wait. Well, I'm hoping so anyways. And please don't think that this is a new concept for us here on the show because doing things differently to make sure that we're still pumping out quality content is not a new concept for us. There was a time that this show would be pre-recorded in the middle of the week. Right. And then distributed on Saturday nights. There was a time when we would go live on Saturday nights instead of Fridays. And then there were times where we would add other guest hosts on the program because certain people like me were doing things on Friday nights that I couldn't get away from. And then there was that one time when uh, two completely different people, Cough, Chris, and, and Jake, came on and just took over the show because neither one of us could be here. Because we, because we were both gone, yeah. Like, we have always done our best at trying to find ways to help the show go on, no matter what type of finagling it takes. But the bottom line is the bottom line. With Culture Slate and the restaurant, and with my 9-to-5 job at the ATM company and doing this uh, the sports radio stuff that I'm trying to do. Uh, the both of us just have really wonky, really wacky schedules that make it hard to be able to say, I'm going to sit down every single Friday night and talk about something new here on this program. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, a, it's a logistical complication that is really, really tough to accomplish right now. It doesn't mean that we aren't invested in IPC. It just means that we're invested in other things, too, and have to figure out how to strike the proper balance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it means that we're, I think, we're even more invested in IPC because we want to, you know, keep it going at all costs, just, you know, having to change things up a bit, you know, and and adjust accordingly so that we can keep doing what we want to do, but do it in, you know, the best way possible that fits in with our lifestyle. Uh, speaking of lifestyle, let's just get people caught up on life a little bit. You know, I, I put that in the notes. It's just like, how's the year treating you? I feel like every time I talk to you, it's business related. <laughs> it's it's always IPC this, Culture Slate that, SWU this. You know, 
I I want to talk about Ben for a little bit. How is Ben doing coming out of a COVID-riddled 2020 and trying to figure life out in 2021? Yeah, that's a that's a complicated question that to be honest, I don't know how to answer because there's there's so many answers. And you know, I feel like, you know, uh, from a personal standpoint, you know, I've I've learned to, you know, let's face it, the first few months of this COVID world we're living in right now were pretty freaking scary, especially for me. Yeah. Um, because you know, I, I, you know, who has experienced anything like this in our generation? You know, it's 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 crazy. So I feel like now in 2021, I'm more in the groove of of figuring this out. But then, but then, I'll tell you this. I won't go into too many details for the sake of this person's, you know, privacy. But there, I, I, there was uh, a person in my family who got COVID literally at the beginning of this year. Oh man! And it was rough. It was rough. I can imagine. Not from the not from the perspective of them getting sick. They did get sick. But not to an extreme case. It was there was no hospital visits, nothing like that. It wasn't any life anything life threatening, thankfully. But it was stressful for a while because you know, quote unquote, normal people. You know, you call in sick, say, "Hey, I got COVID." They don't want to see you anyway if you have COVID. So like, hey, just stay away from us. Stay home from work. We can't do that because for those who don't know, I my my, my family owns a restaurant. We work here. It's literally family owned and operated. We don't have employees. It's just the family. So when one person in the family gets sick, especially mm-hmm. with COVID, um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're we're closed until we get better and until we can get through quarantine. So that's what we did, and it closed for a week. And you know, finances keep going, and it's hard when your 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 only source of income for several people in one household is gone for a little while. So that's been rough. But we're back, and people have welcomed us back, and uh, we've been extremely busy, and that's one of the reasons I've been stressed out lately because we've been super busy. Um, and I think people kind of understood, you know, what happened, and uh, have, have thankfully appreciated us coming back. But uh, it was hairy there for a while, and you know, like I said, and then and then, you know, all in the midst of that, you know, I, I literally got a new job in this this thing called Culture Slate, which is mm-hmm. something that I'm doing with. Um, uh, Chris and uh, Claire and a bunch of other people that are kind of – I'm essentially a part owner of said thing. I don't even know how – am I legally say applied? Can I say stuff like this? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm just going to say that I, I am heavily involved in this thing, um, and I run the social media, and I'm trying to build a massive team for social media, for Culture Slate. We're doing pages for every franchise you can think of. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, everything. Um, getting lots of people inside, trying to you know build them up, all this kind of stuff, and it's been daunting. Really, has been daunting, and you know, it, it's you know it's been stressful, but it's also been rewarding. And you know, just I'm learning new things about myself. I'm learning that you know I've le- I worked so long. You know, even though I am a I'm a team player in the sense that like I work with you. On this podcast, you know, we we work together. We make this show happen. It's it's a two thing. I work with Chris Dominic on Star Wars Underworld. 
you know, but it's more like a, we're friends and we just make this stuff happen and we kind of agree on things. It's a much different scenario when you're like in a business trying to make decisions and make other people happy and make the other people satisfied. And, and it's a completely new situation for me because like, you know, I'm, I've not been a team player. I'm very introverted. I like just do my own thing and mm. I can't do that. I can't do that now. I have to, you know, play by other people's rules and make sure I'm, you know, doing what I need to be doing. And, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Because I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm doing what I need to be doing. And, you know, I, I, I am learning stuff about myself that I never knew and also learning skills that I never knew I had. So that's something. And uh, who knows where it's going to go, honestly. But uh, it's been daunting. It's been scary. And, but also, you know, heading in the right direction and surviving. And now everybody's healthy, happy, roof above your head, you know, food on the table. Yeah. A job which is more than a lot of people can say because there's a lot of people hurting out there, and I feel so bad. I I do not take anything for granted because I know there's so many people that don't have a job, they don't have a house, they're they're sick, they've lost loved ones, they're you know they're you know maybe even on their deathbed right now or have a family member. I, I know people who have died from COVID. Like this is bad. Yeah, and you know it it really shakes you to your core. So uh, that's me being introspective. That's me being real with you guys for about 10 minutes or however long that, that ramble it was. But uh, that was – of course, there's, there's always more. But uh, that's most of it. <laughs> I mean there's a few things here and there. No big deal. <laughs> so what's going on with you? I, I, I shared. Now it's your turn to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if I gotta if I gotta put you on the spot, gotta put me on the spot too. That's only fair. Um, I I am helping a friend cope with the loss of her mother due to COVID, and that that's the closest I've gotten to losing anyone from this. Um, that's the first person that I knew in person that has passed because of COVID complications. In that regards, I have been very blessed and very healthy and very grateful. Um, no one in my immediate family has uh, has been tested positive for it. However, the woman I'm seeing tested positive last week, and that was an interesting ordeal. Oh, because goodness. like I saw her on Thursday. And then by that Saturday morning, she had tested positive. And so she was at home quarantining. Still haven't seen her for like a week or something like that. And uh, I had to go and get tested twice. Once for a rapid test on Saturday and then again in the middle of the week to make sure, you know, using the short term and the long term to make sure that I was negative. I swear I don't know how, but I ended up negative both times. Well, that's good because those tests are the worst. They're ridiculous. Like one of them that I went to was a swab that went to the back of my throat. <laughs> like you ever eat a really pointy potato chip and it kind of scrapes the back of your throat when you swallow? Yeah, yeah. My my throat was like that all day from that swab. Ugh, ugh. And I was like, nope 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 don't want it don't like it but it did 
show that I was negative. So it's the only time in my life that I actually liked being negative. But uh, she's on the men now, which is great. Um, but her her brother is sick with it now, so now it's just kind of spreading, which is great. Yeah. Um, but that's like the only that's like the closest I've come to any kind of potentially getting COVID even. And what's funny is my health insurance will cover time off for COVID, and I keep low key kind of maybe wishing that I would catch it just so I'd have a little time off from work. <laughs> And and maybe have a little sympathy and empathy for people who have gone through it and come out the other side, be like, wow, I get it now. Because that's all I can do is like just kind of empathize with people right now. And it's kind of crazy how many people it's affected and yet hasn't really affected me all that much. Like work has been pretty steady. I haven't taken any pay cuts and I haven't, you know, lost my job. Technically what I do is considered an essential service. And so um, even when things were on lockdown, uh, last year, I was still working. I was still doing my thing. And, you know, I've seen things gradually open up more and more to the point that like, we're doing everything at full strength now. And it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of surreal that, you know, you're going in and out of these hotels and gas stations and restaurants and stuff. And, you know, everybody in there has some sort of a mask on. It can be cloth, it can be medical, it could be uh, an N95 or whatever, which still makes me think of the Headhunter class starship whenever I think of it. Because <laughs> I'm like, mm, if only. But, you know, it, it's affected the way that you interact with people. Right. And it's affected the how many people you hang out with at one time. It's affected things like contact tracing. You know, who have I been in contact with? If I've been exposed to COVID, that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to figure out. Um, but I mean, I'm living on my own, which is cool. Um, I like having the space, and I like being able to select who I invite over to my house. <laughs> and be That's like, nice. Be like, yeah, you can come over. Yeah, maybe you better stay home. That kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you want to know? Like, I, I've, I, I don't want to feel like I'm keeping any secrets, but I just don't know what to talk about. Um, no, it, it is, uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel free. It, it is, it is well, hard. I, you I, know, I've complained about school so many times on this podcast. You guys know I'm in school. <laughs> Um, well, you know, just jump, jumping off really quick. I, I don't want to put you too much on the spot. And I think, you know, you shared, you shared and it's, and it's hard to not share and not talk about COVID. It just isn't because it's such a part of our lives now. Like, you know, it still isn't lost on me when I go somewhere, you know, and I, you know, go to Walmart or whatever. And, and like, you know, not everyone, but most everyone is, is wearing a mask. And I'm like, this is, a, this is real. This is happening. Like this, this is a thing. Like we're living in this. Mm-hmm. And it just blows me away that we're experiencing something like this. And I know, I mean, this actually has – this is not the first time this has happened. Obviously, we've had pandemics before. Like there's – you go back to early 1900s, and there's photos of people wearing masks and stuff like that You know, way back in the day. Um, so it's not unprecedented, but it's unprecedented for anyone alive right now because 
none of us have lived through anything like this. And, you know, still, and then, you know, have all the upheaval with, you know, you know, if you're an American, all our government and all this kind of stuff. I don't want to get into politics, but, you know, that's unprecedented too. And it's crazy. And it's like, what world are we living in? And, you know, it's hard to disconnect yourself and go like, I'm just trying to deal with my own problems. I just, you know, I got to get this thing done today and I just want to do it and get it over with, but all this it. stuff hanging over my head, and I can't go hang out with my friends, I can't do this, I can't go to the movies, I can't do anything, because, you know, we're still living in this thing, and, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and, you know, that's that's the hopeful mode, I keep hearing that, you know, we're, 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 we've got a vaccine, that maybe in the next few months things will start getting more back to normal, but uh, it's just weird, it, 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 it will never not be weird. It well, won't, it won't, I, I, I'll never get used to it. And I don't think any of us are ever going to be the same again. No. Like, that's the thing, is this has become such an integral part of everybody's lives that, yeah, it, it's it's probably like 10 years from now, it's going to be a meme. It'll be like, hey, remember when we used to walk around wearing masks? <laughs> but, like, that's going to be a thing. Like, people are going to talk about you know, 2019, 2020, 2021, as like this period where almost everything was kind of put on pause. And you kind of had to figure out what you were going to do with your life and how you were going to do it in the midst of a of a global pandemic. And it's just, it's it's a really crazy thing to think about. Like, yeah, we've had American political uproar and stuff like that happening, but if we're looking at you know, the world as a whole, we are living a piece of history right now. It, it is history happening literally right in front of our faces, sometimes a little close for comfort. But yeah. and this stuff will ha- has changed our lives and will continue to change our lives for years to come in ways that we can't even fathom yet. Like just the like just a baseline, simple thing. I've always thought about it. it's like 20, 30, 50 years from now, you're going to go into a gas station and they're just going to be plexiglass up. Yep. You're going to go to a restaurant. You're going to think you see plexiglass and stuff like this. This stuff's not going anywhere. It's going to become part of our culture. And you're going to be telling your grandkids, hey, yeah, that's from the 2020 pandemic. That's we had to wear masks and do all kinds of stuff. Oh, that was a crazy time. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And not just that, the psychological effect of like, you know, I'm starting to think about like how close you get to someone. Like, you know, if you're going to spread it or shaking hands or, you know, getting too many people in the room or how many times you wash your hands, all this stuff. Everyone's on the same wavelength now. Everyone in the world is thinking about the same thing. That is big time. And it's changed all of us psychologically. Again, more so than we probably even realize. And, and psychologically, and then I would also think subconsciously, as far as like yeah. some subconscious, some sub context of our culture. Like my best example that I've been giving to people is the job interview. You know, when you right. go in for a job interview, you're sitting across a desk from somebody, and you know maybe at job interviews of the future, there's going to be like a big plexiglass window between the two of you so that you're not spitting onto somebody's desk or when the time comes to like, um, thank them for their time and whatever at the end of the interview, 
you're not shaking their hands. You're just kind of doing an all like an awkward wave or a head nod or a bow or a fist bump or something like that. Like you're doing all of these other things that are meant to be, you know, safer than what is expected of you. When I went in for job interviews, I was always shaking people's hands. Mm-hmm. And now there's going to be like a paradigm shift when you're applying for a job. You've got to use like your your knowledge and your charisma. You can't use your handshakes and your eye contact quite as well because you're going to be sitting farther away and you may not be shaking their hand at all over the course of the interview. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here right now going like, I wish handshaking would go away. I don't want to shake anybody's hand ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't want to do that ever again. But, you know, that's me thinking right now. I think also there will be, you know, like, as as much as, you know, we want to, like, be careful from now on and think about things. And, you know, there's still, even when COVID is gone or, or defeated or however else we're going to deal with that in the future, you know, there's still the flu and all this kind of stuff. You want to be careful. But I think there's going to be there's going to be part of it will be like, OK, we've learned from this. We're going to go forward. And also we've seen the other side of the fence. We've seen a world where we couldn't get close to one another. We couldn't hang out with each other and we didn't like it. So now we're going to hug people even more. Now we're going to shake hands even more. Now we're, we're, we're going to hang out even more. And I genuinely think, you know, I know this is this is a bad thought considering how many people have died. You know, this is horrible. I genuinely think things like this are meant to teach us a lesson, as hu- a human lesson about appreciating what we have and not taking things for granted. And we're going to come out of this not taking going to the movies for granted, going out to eat for granted, going out, you know, hanging out with friends, hugging people, just going to family get-togethers, anything like that, anything that we've been deprived from for the past year, we will appreciate it after this. And yes, we'll probably get back to around just taking it for granted not too long after, but hopefully all the things that we're yearning to do right now, we won't take it for granted, at least for a while, because we know what it feels like to live without it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. There, there's so much to think about. There's there's just so much to think about. Um, I'll throw in one other little life addendum. Um, I was complaining about school earlier. I should be done with school by December. Oh, very good. I know that that's still a ways off, but it's like that light at the end of the tunnel you were talking about. Uh, been in school of one kind or another for 10 years and finally... Uh, just a few months away from getting that master's degree, so I'm pretty stoked about that. What's ironic is I switched to an online school because I was so busy with all the other stuff I was doing, I didn't feel like I could make it to an in-person class. And I like began the transfer process in 2019 before COVID locked everything down. And then like as soon as I started taking my online classes... That's when everything shifted online. Oh, my gosh. So I'm still at like a 100% online university getting my degree from them. But I could have been taking online classes from my local university because COVID took all the in-person classes away from everybody. And and that's the thing with like 
just something simple as college. Like now they've realized that you can do this stuff from your house. You don't have to, you know, what? Yeah, go ahead. O-Days are never going to be a thing again. Exactly. Like why, why would there be, you know, you know, there's no excuse anymore. It's like, okay, well, we, we were all trained for this. Like, you know, just jump on your computer and make this happen. You know, that's the whole thing. And like, I love the, the whole joke about like, well, my, my boss can't tell me anymore that he, you know, that I can't work from home because now it's been proven that I can work from home yep. and you don't have to call me in to work to have that stupid meeting or whatever um because we just got zoom like things it's open it's going to open people's eyes and it has to like what's possible and things that we did that we thought okay this is thing we it forced our hand to actually make things different and change things for the better and sometimes for the worse yep ah Unfortunately, I can't do my job from home. If I could, I would. Neither can I. (laughs) Oh, man. If only I could do ATM machine troubleshooting and and solutions from my computer. That would be awesome. But nope, not to be. Um, I do feel it also worth mentioning that... uh, Later this spring, in the not-too-distant future, a uh, baseball season is going to be kicking off. And I've been asked to do radio stuff for this local high school baseball team. So very similar to the football stuff that I did in the fall, except way more games. There's like 30 games that's going to be played over the course of two and a half months. Something like that. Fantastic. Uh, It's a lot. It's crazy. But... It's also really great exposure, really great practice. There's going to be a lot of people that can't come to the games because of capacity limitations and stuff like that. And so I'm hoping that this will lead to some really, really cool things. But in doing so, it's going to end up pulling me away from doing some IPC episodes. We've got some really awesome people like Steven and Joey and maybe even Jake if he's home one week that could potentially help out but if uh if you end up not hearing my voice over the course of this spring it's because you can be hearing my voice doing baseball stuff somewhere else so duty calls that's also on the way and that's the thing is i really don't want people to be begrudging us for doing things like the radio stuff and the culture slate stuff because right we've been doing ipc for years literally years. I think that is testimony in and of itself of our commitment to the program. Right. Like our, our resume speaks for itself. Damn it. (laughs) But there also comes a time where maybe we recognize we're not the same person we were in 2014. And we have other things that we want to pursue. We have other obligations and commitments that we need to keep. And, that leads to things like potentially going with a bi-weekly schedule. So there's, there's definitely been a lot of thought and discussion that goes into this. And that thought and discussion is going to continue over the course of 2021. If we need to move back to a weekly schedule, then we may, or we may keep it bi-weekly just so that, you know, we're pumping out good quality content for you guys at a more 
reasonable expectation than trying to get something done every Friday because it's who knows it may be more feasible in the summer it may not it may be harder maybe we want to travel this summer a little bit and that means oh I'm going to be gone for two weeks well that's fine because we don't have another episode for another two weeks happy travels yeah yeah opens up a lot of possibilities there's a lot there's a lot of possibilities um Speaking of possibilities, what do you think the possibility is of Superman and Lois bringing you back into the CW DC universe? I would say the chances are high, very, very high in the words of a of a certain droid. And I'm, so. I'm assuming <laughs> you're referring to this Superman and Lois trailer, which surprised the heck out of me how well it looks. Because I think one of the things that has turned me off of the CW superhero shows, even as big a fan as I was of Arrow, I I still love Arrow, I watched it at the end, but a lot of stuff does look bad. It just like you watch like, you know, movies and I'm so used to I so appreciate like the level of detail and stuff like that you see in, in the MCU and whatever. And it really looks cheap a lot of times. But this looks good. And there's stuff going on that I didn't realize. Like apparently Lois and Clark, they have two adult sons and there's something going on there and they may or may not have powers and they're out, you know, they're obviously in Smallville and he has a new suit and like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I don't know what it is, but this is going to pull me back in. I'm going to give this show a chance because it looks really good. And I've been begging for a Superman show forever. So, you know, I feel obligated to watch this show just because I asked for it. And so they're finally giving me what I want. Yeah, it's kind of an asking you shall receive type of situation. But I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat as Steven in the chat. He says, I don't get why people were praising the trailer. Am I missing something? What <laughs> what are what are Steven and I missing that should be grabbing us about this show? Because I watched it right before we went live, and there were some parts of it that I was like, oh, interesting. And then there were some other parts that I was like, um... Why are they back on the farm? Why this seems like the potential to like rewrite Smallville or something like that. Like it's either been done before or it's too isolated to do anything like. I don't know. It doesn't feel very structured and it doesn't feel like they've got a clear idea of exactly what point in his life they're setting this in. Like a lot of it feels kind of helter-skelter and rather unplanned yeah i look i'm not saying this looks like the best thing i've ever seen but it looks better than all the other cw tv shows to me and one of the reasons that somebody pointed this out i think is that this show is largely being like funded and produced by hbo it's got a bigger budget and also the CGI and stuff like that is being done by, um, I think, some of the people that did some movie stuff or, like, some of the other shows. So, or maybe, I can't remember exactly, but, like, 
point is there's a better crew working on this. There's different people like creating this than even though it says the creators of the flash, it's ultimately the behind the scenes stuff is kind of closer to movie quality stuff. And just, it looks really good. I like Tyler Hetchlin as Superman. I really like him in that role. And I've wanted this for a while, as I said, so like it's kind of ticking those boxes. You know, I'm curious how they're going to do this in regards to like, you know, obviously it's CW, you know, if there's going to be a, a, you know, a, a soap opera element to it and it's going to be a family drama and all this kind of stuff, but it does look really good. You know, obviously, you know, they can make anything look good in a trailer, you know, and these could be just from the first two episodes and the rest of it looks like crap. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> But uh, and also the t- I will I will say one thing the title doesn't make any sense because like when it said like Superman and Lois and I'm like oh okay well it's gonna be you know Clark and Lois and they're off on crazy adventures or whatever this is like oh this is dark and gritty and they have kids and it's like that doesn't sound like Superman and Lois that sounds like you know super Superman family drama and you know I'm not saying that's bad it's just not what I expected. Well, I mean. And it's also, like you said, it's not just Superman and Lois because there's, like, a family component. So it should be, like, Superman and Lois and kids and neighbors and the rest of the town and the blah, 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 blah. Like, if you're going to do it, just be more comprehensive than that. But I have a feeling that people like like our buddy Sean will like this probably more than the average person because it feels like maybe a spiritual sequel to uh, Smallville. Kind of like giving like Smallville is like, oh, yeah, here's a bunch of seasons of, you know, Clark doing his thing. And then at the tail end, you get him as Superman. This is him like he's been Superman for a while. He's got a family and he's trying to deal with like family life. And also he's still the Man of Steel trying to make it work. My my favorite line out of all of that is like out of out of the trailer. He's like, I really wish I could get drunk. <laughs> Why can't he get drunk though? Like, uh, is it just like he's just he's he's he, all these mortal, um, <laughs> mortal beers just don't do it for him? I guess. I think it has something to do with similar to how the the Flash can metabolize everything too quickly. I think he's just able to. He's got he's got a high metabolic rate because of the energy from the sun affecting his uh his his cellular uh composition right so i don't i don't think his cells uh adapt in a way that allows him to feel intoxicated because it makes sense like like uh, the flash barry allen can't get drunk because like he his metabolism is like just through the roof right he just takes in he can't like eat fast enough which actually doesn't make sense because like you know if that character existed he would just be eating all the time <laughs> and still be skinny but like which is like the life but uh like he can't get drunk but it's like i think they at one point they give barry like like this super duper like beer or something like that that he can get drunk off of but uh it makes sense for him but superman's an alien so like i guess it's different but also the same I mean, I guess it's in a, in like a similar. Get some beer from Krypton. Is Krypton still around in this show? Um, I I'm pretty sure not. I mean, because without it, Superman wouldn't exist. Right. Being his origin story, but right. I don't know. I don't know because like 
this is after Flashpoint. This is after Crisis. So, like, a lot's changed. And I think they're going to play fast and loose with the continuity and kind of go, okay, well, this happened and this happened, but this didn't happen. And I also don't get, like, how they have adult kids or, like, teenage kids this soon. And, like, old. They don't. Like, Tyler Hitch and, like, those guys, they haven't aged that much. They're still, like, and unless they just had kids. No, they didn't. Because, like, part of the, the crossover was, like, they had Jonathan, the baby, and then they thought he was dead, I think, for a time, and then they found out he wasn't. But he was a baby at the time. Now he's a grown-up, or, a, a, like, a, probably a grown-up playing a teenager, but still, that's a lot of aging. See, this is why I'm not excited for it. <laughs> well, I'll I will watch it and I'll tell you if it sucks or not. All right. Okay, you'll be you'll be the guinea pig for that show. I'll go be the guinea pig for another show. I don't know yeah. what yet because we'll I keep figure tell- it out. I keep telling you which ones are good and which ones you should watch, and then you never do. <laughs> well, we'll we'll <laughs> just have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, some more comments from. Uh, from Steven in the chat. He says, I'm going to watch the show because I'm interested. Just don't get why people were wild about it. I think them having kids is what will make it different. It's like if Lois and Clark had been able to continue longer. I guess Lois and Clark is an actual show. Lois and Clark is Dean Cain as Superman, I think. Lois and Clark just reminds me of Lewis and Clark, the two explorers. Yes, that is uh I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. That's what they were going for was that that entendre there, yeah. Lewis and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman starring Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane and Dean Kane as Clark Kent. Yep, yep, classic show from four seasons from 1993. 93, the year I was born. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. I was born a long time ago. <laughs> And I'm older than you. Ha! The <laughs> way <laughs> you ha and then just kind of laugh about it. Oh, man. Let's not talk about aging right now. No, 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 no. Um, I do, I do want to ask you. Uh-huh. Um, ooh. What? I'm, I'm, this is scaring me. You're taking too long. I Yeah, because I've got like three different questions that i want to ask you and i'm only allowed to ask you one um we're doing like an impromptu top five type of thing on this show where we just ask each other random top fives and we got to list them off the top of our head so you don't know what i'm about to ask you and i don't know what i'm about to ask you because i want to ask you like all of them but i'm only gonna ask you one um what are your top five ice cream flavors. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Let me, not, uh, not, not nerd related at all. No, Comple- I like it though. Completely out of left field. This is one I've done with my brother before and it's tough trying to just pick five. Yeah. I, you see, I'm like, I can probably pick like number one off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. Like number one and number two, um, I'll say mint chocolate chip is my number one. Oh, that's a good that's, one. That's 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 it. Um, cookies and cream for number two. Oh yeah. Um, 
just plain chocolate for number three. Chocolate is so good. Mm-hmm. You just get it plain. Like, I don't have to have anything in it. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, what's some other flavors? I'm trying to think. Um, ooh, um, like uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. That's that's the stuff right there. Okay. Okay. And then what would be number five? What what could possibly fill my number five? Because there's so many. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna put pick something random here. Jamoka. You ever had Jamoka? Like flavored stuff? I don't think I have. It sounds like it's so good. It's so good. What what is it? It's like this chocolatey-esque flavor, but it's not chocolate, so it's hard to kind of put your finger on it. If you ever go to Arby's, you can get a Jamocha shake. Oh, That's well, there's, there's, there's an Arby's right down the street from me. I may go over there sometime then. Good. Um, have you, you... You've got Bluebell ice cream out there by you, don't you? Right, yes. It's made you? in Texas, right? Yeah, it's made in South Texas, yeah. I just forget how far the distribution goes sometimes. <laughs> like Whataburger. Sometimes right. I forget you have Whataburger out there by you. Right. Just waited uh, Whataburger the other day. Oh man, so good. Oh, there's a reason I wear a lot of Whataburger merch everywhere. Um, they have a they have a fairly new flavor. It's been around for like a year or so, and it's one of my personal favorites. It's called Cookie Two Step. Ooh, that does sound good. It is cookies and cream. And cookie dough, all in one. <laughs> so you take two of those top five of yours and blend them together into one half gallon. Oh my gosh! Some some bites you've got just ground up Oreos. Some bites you've got little chunks of cookie dough. Some bites you've got all of that in one. I have to get some of this now. Cookie two step. It's a it's a blue container and it is divine. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm, I am my mouth is watering now. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, you throw me a random five now. Ooh, this is hard. Because not only is there so many options for a top five, there's so many options for top fives. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do I keep it food related or just go random? That's the problem. I would say go rando, but if somebody in the chat wants to send us a rando five, I'll read those off as well. So, Stephen, if you're going to send us something, you better pick a damn good one. Yeah, go. Yeah, do uh, you guys work on that in the chat? And I am trying to think of something. Something that we wouldn't usually do on the show. Like, I'm trying not to do, like, lightsaber battles and things like that, because those may be things that we actually do here on the show. But this is, like, just... Any kind of five, like favorite, uh, five favorite. Um, oh, too soon, Stephen. Oh, too you soon. son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. He oh, that. too soon. Hugh. Says top five seasons of Firefly. Too soon. Uh, All right, this may seem this is like very general, but also we've never really discussed this on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna say it. 
top five animals. No, 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 no. I like this. My, 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 my brother is really into animals, and so I've had to think about this before. Uh, are we doing just land animals, or are we including ocean animals in this too? I would say anything goes. Anything goes. Okay. Well. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Well, number one would be the great white shark. Oh wow! Okay. I love sharks. I've I've wanted to study sharks, um, for a long time. If I didn't get into journalism, I was going to be a marine biologist to study shark behaviors. That's cool. Um, so the great white would be my number one. Number two would be the white tiger. I love white tigers. Um, number three would probably be the lion because Mufasa. Oh yeah. Uh, king of the jungle and all that sort of stuff. Um, number four would probably be just a, just a dog. I, I'm a, I'm a dog person. I, I love my family's German shepherd. I think, I think dogs are like a, a gift to humans. Oh yeah. Um, and then number five, probably going to have to go with a rather obscure one, but still a favorite of mine. Do you know of the kookaburra? Oh, yes, I do. The kookaburra bird has one of the most beautiful calls in all of nature. And there have been a few times at local zoos where I have found videos of kookaburras calling, and I played them in the vicinity of an actual kookaburra. And it makes them think that there's another one nearby, and then he starts calling out. And there is nothing quite like hearing a lion roar when he's hungry at breakfast time, and there's nothing quite like hearing the call of a kookaburra in person. <laughs> kookaburras are so cool. I love. They've got a whole song in in Australia that's that's made after them. Yeah. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Merry, merry king of the bush is he. Love, kookaburra love. Kookaburra gay, your life must be. Have you seen the, the I think it was a, a recent like viral video of like a kookaburra on someone's window. He just perched himself on window, the the raising and lowering window of a car. And they just kept lowering it, raising it, and he just wouldn't move. He just stayed there. He just kept sitting on the window. Oh. They're like hopping. He's like hopping up and down. And they're like, "Oh, okay." He, he's just not moving. He, he's he's attached would, to the car. I would love that. That's so cool. Okay, here's one for the both of us that Steven sent to us in the chat. Top five streaming services. Ooh, Ooh. that's a that's a good one. That's a really good one. Because I don't have HBO Max yet, but I want it, considering how many things it's got on it. It's going to have all those movies. It's got TV shows like Friends and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Titans. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going to be going there. Like, I want HBO Max, but I don't have it. So that would have to be like an honorable mention for me. Um, but if I had it, it would be a top five for sure. Um, um. Hmm. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Disney Plus number one because Marvel, Star Wars, 
WandaVision, Mandalorian, come on. I mean, I can't pick anything else. Um, number two, I'll give to, uh, I'll give it, I'll give it to, uh, so many, so many. Um, and I had some one picked out and now I lost it in my memory. Um, Hulu, because Seinfeld, and there's usually a lot of other streaming services. Um, for number three, I'll actually give a shout out to something that is not on, is not really a big deal that I've noticed. But I just recently discovered it. It's called Tubi, TV.com. Okay. And it's got a bunch of free TV shows on it. Like, there's some commercials, but not overwhelming. But, like, you're talking like old stuff like uh, Andy Griffith. Um, Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, and then like even newer stuff. Like some of it's pretty obscure, but like some of it's not. Like they got Alf, they got you know old movies, Carol Burnett Show, Dick Van Dyke. Like it's like if you like old TV, they got episodes of Johnny Carson. Like it's it's there's a lot of stuff on there. They got if you ever watched uh, MXC on Spike TV back back in the day, they got episodes of that. Like it's uh. Crazy stuff, and it's good. They got Fluffy. They got Fluffy's Food Adventures. They got nice. uh, so uh, I'll, I'll give that. I'm not getting paid to talk about them. I just recently discovered them, and we were just like binging stuff in quarantine, <laughs> a bunch of TV shows and Andy Griffith and stuff like that. So that's cool. I'll give them number three, and then I will go to HBO Max because my God, that's an impressive like amount of just movies and TV shows they have on there. It is supremely impressive. And uh, and then CBS All Access for my number five because Star Trek Discovery, yep. why not? Yep, yep. I, I would say CBS All Access is my number five as well. Um, four would be Netflix. There's still some Netflix originals that I like to watch, and there are uh, some comedy specials that I'll watch on there. And I've just had Netflix for freaking forever, man. And it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to get rid of it after so much time. Hard to let uh, go. Amazon Prime would actually be my number three because it's got a lot of surprises in there. You're like, wow, this movie's on Prime. That's pretty cool. It rotates, and Prime's going to be the home of the new Lord of the Rings series, which I am super stoked about. And uh, that's where I find all of my crappy B-list movies. <laughs> like, I discovered Zombies on Netflix. Oh. But it's on Amazon Prime now. And then I have found other movies on there. My new addiction that I tell people to go watch is a really terrible movie called Lamageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but it's by the title. Oh, dude, it is the worst thing you've ever seen. It's like a college student movie on a $3,000 budget or something like that. And it's literally like this alien killer llama that invades a frat party that's happening on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. And he uses his laser eyes and acid vomit to, like, destroy the party and kill everyone there one by one. Oh my gosh! It is Shit. it is freaking awful, absolutely <laughs> awful. 
And you can find movies like that and the Velocipaster and Zombievers, Lava Lantula, Santa Jaws. It's all on there. It's so it's so terrible. <laughs> the titles, man. I love the titles. Oh, that's the thing that gets me. Um, Killer Sofa is on there. I'm pretty sure Rubber is on there. Um, I think Birdemic is on there. <laughs> like, it's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, Amazon's my number three. Hulu's my number two because it's got a lot of shows on there that um, I either haven't watched or, or have watched and now want to go back through it, like uh, Bob's Burgers or Scrubs. Also, House MD is on Amazon Prime. My sister just told me that. And so now if I want to watch House, I can do that. Um. Let me let me see. Hulu would be number two, and Disney Plus, yeah, is currently sitting at my number one. Just for, uh, just for for Mandalorian and WandaVision alone, like the original content they're pumping out is awesome, and there's going to be so much more of it in the years to come. I'm glad I got the three year subscription plan because I'm going to be watching a lot of stuff on here for years to come. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, okay. Running out of time on the on the top five prompts. Before we close for the evening, we do have a little bit of sad news that we need to present. Um, as of today, February the 5th, it was officially announced that uh, Christopher Plummer passed yeah. away. Such a legend. Age, at the age of 91. And I think a lot of people know him as Captain Von Trapp from The Sound of Music. He did a phenomenal job with that movie. But did you know that he was also in Star Trek? We were just talking about this. Wait, remember? What? Remember we were talking about it and I said Christopher and I couldn't remember the last name. And you said Plummer. And I'm like, no, Christopher Lloyd. And they were like, oh, we were both right. They were, they were both in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robin Glader commented on our previous episode and was like, this is painful to listen to. <laughs> like you're not wrong buddy we've all been there though we've all been there listening to a podcast you know something and the post can't think of it and you're like no you idiots what are you doing uh-huh uh-huh here's the other one that you might not have known though especially because i don't think you've seen this movie yet even though i tell you over and over again you need to watch it uh plumber did some voice work on a certain pixar movie called up really he was the uh, primary antagonist named Charles Muntz. He played. Oh, opposite. wow. Okay. I didn't realize he, that. He played opposite Ed Asner. Yeah. Ed was Carl Fredrickson, and the main bad guy was voiced by Christopher Plummer. Wow. But, I mean, I'm going through his his list of stuff, man, and it's just it's crazy how many things he was in. Like, I just keep going through it, and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know he was in that. Oh, wow, I didn't know he was in that. And then, yeah, his role as General Chang in the Star Trek movies. And then he was in, like, a couple of uh, video games, it looks like. There's this thing called Star Trek Starfleet Academy, where it just says Chang. Like, he, he did all of the General Chang voice work. Not even, like, didn't even pass it off to anybody else for the video game content. But... Whoa, do you remember the the TV show based on the book series Madeline? I think so. The little French girl who always got yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
he was the narrator on Madeline. Oh my gosh! Wow. From no ni- from nineteen eighty nine to two thousand and one. That is crazy. Oh my gosh, boy! This is a blast from the past. I'm looking at this, going, man, this animation sucks. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> and then I'm sitting here going, man, this is this is when the this is all stuff from when I was that age. So like, if if this animation sucks, that means I sucks. <laughs> I, suck. <laughs> I sucks. I sucks. Yeah. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, what else was he in? I'm trying to see. Um, he was in. What was the one that my friend was talking about? He played opposite Harrison Ford in a movie. Did you know that? No. Oh, what What was the movie? I'm looking it up right now. My friend Joe posted about it. Um. He was in a he was in a Harrison Ford movie called Hanover Street. Interesting. Let me see if I can find it. I I hadn't either until I saw the picture and I was like, "Are you serious?" It's a 1979 film with Harrison Ford in it, so it's not too long after Star Wars. Uh, during the Second World War. An American pilot stationed in England meets a young British nurse during an air raid on London. Uh, the two instantly fall in love, despite the fact the young nurse is already married, a secret she keeps hidden from her American lover. After being shot down behind enemy lines while being assigned to, a fer- to ferry a British agent into France, the American pilot realizes that his secret agent, Cargo, is in fact his lover's husband, and the two must now work together in order to survive. Oh, damn. Well, I'm guessing Ford is the lover and Plummer is the husband, possibly. Probably? I, I, I really need to see this film now. Gosh. The, the two yeah, of them. Chris, Christopher Plummer and Harrison Ford in one movie. That just, that sounds fantastic. But then he was also in Knives Out. You've seen Knives Out, haven't you? Right, yeah, Knives Out. And he was phenomenal in Knives Out. Everybody was phenomenal in Knives Out. But I think still, in, even in spite of all of that, from, from Up to Hanover Street to to Knives Out, I think my favorite role of his will always be The Sound of Music. So great. That movie. I love that movie. I still don't understand why that movie is considered a Christmas movie. They play it like on ABC every year around Christmas time. Really? And I and I still don't understand why it gets played during Christmas time. I think it's because they talk about some kind of snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes during one of the Yeah. But that's just that's a bit of a stretch. I'm like, hmm. Steven says, I still have yet to see the sound of music, dude. I would highly recommend it. Considering all the movies that you've watched recently, I think the the timing ha- will never be better than to see what is probably Christopher Plummer's greatest performance. I, I, a... I, I can't I can't speak for that with certainty because I haven't seen Hanover Street, but like Sound of Music is just one of the better musicals ever made, period. And Christopher Plummer is a very, very big contributor to that. Yeah, I mean, and and it's also it's not just a great musical. Also, like it's got some historical, you know, touch points there with oh, yeah. you know, the, the 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 you know it's prior to World War II and it's based yep. on a true story and you know that it 
you know, obviously it's embellished a little bit for for a movie, but you know, largely it is a true story that happened, and it's it's really fascinating. On top of just like it's a fun adventure with some brilliant acting and Julie Andrews, and like it's just it's it's just a wonderful movie. Whoa, he says it's on Disney Plus. It is. I'm pretty sure it is. I did not know that. So I. I think I know what I'm doing this weekend. I, yeah, I, I want, we, I have, we have no excuses if it's on our number one streaming service. <laughs> you know what, I don't know what just shot to number one on my suggestion for family movie night this weekend. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. Steven says almost three hours long. I'll have to save it for a day when I can invest that much time. There or is... just watch it in parts. Well, okay, but there this movie was created so long ago that it was actually created with an intermission in the middle. Oh, it has an intermission. Oh, my gosh. It has an intermission. The only movie I've seen with an intermission, I think, is Gone with the Wind. Because that movie is like, one. I it's think like eight God, hours long. <laughs> I think Gods and Generals has one because it's like four hours long. Yeah. My Fair Lady has one because it's like three hours long. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang has one because wow. it's like – almost three hours long have you ever seen chitty chitty bang bang i don't think you have been a really long time if i have okay okay that's another good one i wish chitty chitty bang bang would be on disney plus but it was made by another company it was made by mgm i think that's crazy that it's not disney like that sounds like a disney movie oh yeah the name alone sounds like disney absolutely but no it, it was it was mgm i think so I'm gonna have to find it on disc or something to have my own copy of it. But that's a that's another really great movie. Maybe we need to do one that is, um, like musicals, like classic musicals, like do do a whole series where we're talking about like Oklahoma, Sound of Music, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, um, just stuff like that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> getting getting back to Christopher Plummer. Passed away at the age of 91 today. Um, our our condolences to his loved ones, obviously. Um, some some interesting facts about him that uh, our friend George sent in the chat. His character, Charles Muntz, was the first Pixar villain whose death was shown at the end of the movie. Really? Yeah. It, it's, pretty, it's a pretty rare thing for Pixar to actually show the demise of the villain characters, but... You actually kind of quasi watch it unfold in up. Not to give too much of a spoiler away, but that is that is a pretty interesting component, and I think that's part of what makes, um, what adds to the depth of of Plummer's acting career was he wasn't afraid to take on any roles. Like he he literally took on um, everything from a Klingon to Captain Von Trapp, to a animated villain in a Pixar film towards the tail end of his career. Like, the man had a, a fantastic career, lived a fantastic life, and uh, now he's headed on to the next life. So, um, That is crazy. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great career and a great legacy, honestly. Like, the man has a, a fantastic legacy to leave behind absolutely what um oh my goodness i i was hoping that this would be of old age but i'm just now reading the article from the new york times his wife says that the cause of death was a blow to the head as a result of a fall oh no 
That that's awful, man. That sucks. That's an accident. That's just a a, a very unfortunate accident that happened to a very old man. That, he was ninety one. Lived ninety one years and died from that. That and died, uh, and died from falling down and hitting his head. I mean, I know a lot of us won't even live to be 91. That's an incredible life, but still gone too soon. Yes, very much so. Ah, I'd be very much missed. I'll tell you that much. That sucks. Well, I tell you what, what if we made our quote of the night in memoriam of him? That's perfectly fine with me. I'm not sure what it'll be, but I'm sure it'll be some kind of Christopher Plummer quote or quotes. I think anything. there I think there'll be something fitting from the Star Trek movie he was in or something from the Sound of Music. It'll be one of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we will find that and put it in in post production. Maybe we'll put both in, who knows. But uh yeah. Uh, rest in paradise to Christopher Plummer. He will definitely be missed. And without further ado, here is tonight's quote of the night. Now, Fraulein. I want a truthful answer from you. Yes, Captain. Is it possible? Or could I have just imagined it? Have my children, by any chance, been climbing trees today? Yes, Captain. I see. And where, may I ask, did they get these, um, these... Play clothes. Oh, is that what you call them? I made them. From the drapes that used to hang in my bedroom. Drapes? They still had plenty of wear left. The children have been everywhere in them. Do you mean to tell me that my children have been roaming about Salzburg dressed up in nothing but some old drapes? Mm-hmm. And having a marvelous time. They have uniforms. Oh, straight jackets, if you'll forgive me. I will not forgive you for that. The children cannot do all the things they're supposed to do if they have to worry about spoiling their precious clothes. The... Well, they wouldn't dare. They love you too much. They fear you too I don't much. wish you to discuss my children in this manner. Well, you've got to hear from someone. You're never home long enough I to know I said I don't them. want to hear any more from you about I my children. I know you don't, but you've got to. Now, take Liesel. You'll not say you've one word about Liesel. She's a child anymore. One of these Fraulein. days you're going to wake up and find she's a woman. You won't even know her. And Friedrich, he's a boy, but he wants to be a man like you, and there's no one to show him don't how. Don't you dare tell me about my son. Brigitte could tell you about him if you'd let her get close to you. She notices everything. And Kurt pretends Fraulein. he's tough not to show how hurt he is when you brush him aside. Do. The way you do all of them. Louisa, I don't I know about you, but someone do. has to find out about her, and the little ones just want to be loved. Oh, please, Captain, love them. Love them I all. I don't care to hear anything further from you I about my children. I am not finished yet, Oh, Captain. yes, you are, Captain. Fräulein. Now, you will pack your things this minute and return to the Abbey. What's that? It's singing. Yes, I realize it's singing, but who is singing? The children. The children? I taught them something to sing for the Baroness. All right, we're back from the quote of the night. A big thank you to the people that helped make this show possible, like Joey, Ryan H1152, Rachel, Dan, and Carrie. If you're interested in becoming a patron, be sure to reach out to us on our social media at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're working on getting a Patreon set up instead of using the Podbean patron system, so that is going to be happening in the not-too-distant future. Uh, if you're interested in something like that, then be sure 
to let us know. We're going to be setting up new privileges, new tiers, all kinds of new stuff that's going to be uh, included in what's going on in uh, 2021. So uh, keep up with us on the socials to find out when all of that's going to be happening. Absolutely. Okay, one more segment before we can call it a night. This one's going to come courtesy of our friend Stephen Schinder, who's a member of the Peacekeeper Corps, sent us a post in that group. If you're interested in joining the Peacekeeper Corps and finding out what's going on when we're not recording on Fridays, then uh, be sure to hit us up on social media so we can add you to that. But it's time for a very interesting, circling back to that word interesting, Time to have another very interesting edition of Hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 Watch. Okay, I just, I gotta get this out there. This looks like something straight out of Wally, but I know for a fact I would never actually have this. I am hoping that this is fake, but it doesn't look like it. There's a company called Boost Juice. <laughs> and their their post says, It's completely understandable if you're hesitant to try our new saucy barbecue smoothie. <laughs> oh no. It looks like a milkshake. It looks like something out of out of Smoothie King. But they have smoky barbecue mango, balsamic strawberry, and soy sauce. Soy <laughs> sauce. I I don't I don't know what to make of this. They call it the saucy barbecue smoothie and each of them can be acquired for five dollars and fifty cents um, would you no try thanks. a barbecue themed smoothie i don't think i would no no absolutely not next question well and look like even in the picture it's over a charcoal grill and the guy's squeezing something brown onto the smoothie, I don't know if that's supposed to be some sort of caramelized sauce or if that's like a drizzle. I, I don't know what that is, and I don't know if I could bring myself to drink it. Barbecue is not meant to be drunk. Drank. Whatever it is. Whatever. You're Get not drunk on barbecue. You're not supposed to drink barbecue. You can have tea or root beer as a drink with barbecue but you're not supposed to drink the barbecue itself what the hell no thanks that's just uh uh-uh uh-uh boost juice you are fired from the barbecue world not having it sorry (laughs) i will say (sighs) i will say i appreciate the effort and i appreciate the creativity but that is definitely not something i would ever bring myself to have even if that was the last thing on earth that could provide me with the proper protein nutrition that i needed to survive i would not have a saucy barbecue smoothie 
I would rather starve. (laughs) He says there's a company and it's on their page. This is an actual thing. This isn't a meme. This is legit. It exists. No. No, 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 no. Ben, is there anything even remotely close to liquefied barbecue that you've ever had before? Um, no, and I hope I never get there. You're, so you're not going to take, like, your leftovers and put it in a blender and toss in some ice and some sauce and just drink it right out of the blender? I want to throw up just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, there are some things that just shouldn't be barbecueified. And this That's... is one of them. Oh, oh man, a barbecue smoothie. Uh, I wouldn't have a pizza smoothie either, though, so I'm not being, like, just elitist about barbecue. I wouldn't have a barbecue smoothie. I wouldn't have a burger smoothie. I wouldn't have a hot dog smoothie. I wouldn't have a french fry smoothie. Like, there are just certain things that would be, like, a cutoff for me, and this is one of them. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, no, thank no. you for sending that in. Thank you for the laugh. Thank you for the content. But, dear God, I would never try that in a hundred years. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Oh, dear. Speaking of years, we're coming up on seven years this May of this podcast. How crazy is that? That is insane. I know we're only in February, but I mean, March, April, May, just a few more months, and we'll be hitting the seventh anniversary. That is ridiculous. So Absolutely insane. But thank you guys for helping us get this far. And we're looking to go even further. Reminder that we are getting ready to transition into a bi-weekly episode content format. So please do not be surprised if you don't see or hear from us next week. We're in the experimental phase of seeing how this works. So it's February the 5th right now. You can expect to find us again on February the 19th. But... uh, Until then, just find us on social media. I mentioned ours earlier, the IPC podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am also on Twitter and Instagram at ZachTheVoice, Z-A-C-H, The Voice, or Zach.TheVoice. you got to throw the period in there on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, be sure to check out the Phantom Empire as well. I've got a new news program that's launching there this Thursday evening. Ben, you do stuff on Thursdays already, but you got a lot of other stuff going on too, don't you? Yeah, you can follow me at the the SW for the Star Wars Underworld. You can follow me at Culture Slate for Culture Slate stuff and at Ben Hart with No E. All right, be sure to check out previous episodes on StarWarsUnderworld.com as well as our hosting site, IPCPodcast.Podbean.com. Find us wherever you can possibly find us, and you'll find us back here on Channel 1138 in two weeks. Not one week, two weeks from now. But until that time, I think it's time to put this one to bed. Episode 317 is now officially in the books. For Ben Hart, I'm Zach Arnold. Thanks for tuning in to this interesting episode of the IPC Podcast. But until next time, we're just going to leave you with this final thought. A single chance is a galaxy of hope. And we hope to find you right here next time on the IPC Podcast. Until then... Good night, everyone.
of snow may you bloom and grow, bloom and grow forever. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, bless my homeland forever. Bright, you 